Hello, world. This is Blonde-Haired Girl. I want to talk about something that I think happens for all of us. So somebody very significant to me has been trying to do something. And in order to maintain this person's uh, privacy, I'm going to just use a generality, a general. Um, but it, it sparked it sparked an idea for me that I really want to talk about. So this person has worked really hard and is trying to get into, say, law school. Okay, so this person uh, wants to be a lawyer and ha- has set up her- herself up throughout her high school um, college to become a lawyer. She was, um, you know, justice studies, uh, has, you know, taken all the steps, the prerequisites to becoming a lawyer. She goes, she takes the LSAT and, um, well, not a horrible, horrible score, not a great, great score either. Uh, has taken the LSAT a couple of times, but, and she applied for many, um, well, let's just say she applied for 15 different law schools and didn't get into any of them. Let's just say she didn't get into any of the law schools the first time that she, apply to them. So what now? When does a person decide that maybe this isn't for them? And what I would say to this being somebody my age with my life experience is I would say, we decide. We decide about our lives. I used to believe that something else was deciding for me. I did. I sort of left it up to kind of the fate, you know, um, and I believed that there was, that, that God had this plan for my life. And when things happened, you know, when everything happened, it was sort of this God's plan for my life. And I was just, and as things were going in my life, uh, they were not always going as I wanted them to. And so I was not always happy about God's plan for my life. So, and then there was a certain time in my life that I just kind of got this idea that uh, 
I had it all wrong. I, I, I wasn't just a victim to what felt like just a very, a God that was very withholding, um, judgmental. I mean, it, it was just because my view of God was, you know, very biblical being raised a Catholic. And I think a lot of us um, just had these beliefs, you know, I mean, you just, what road should I take? It was always looking to the sky, basically, and saying, you know, well, what road should I take? And there were times where the miraculous happened in my life. But there started to become a time where I would hear literally the term, make up your own damn mind. Make up your own damn mind. It's like, what do you want? And I'm making the distinction that, that, how do I wear this? I do not believe that I am God. However, I do believe that I am free and that I can make choices and can have intentionality and that I really believe at this point that, that God, the universe, source, whatever it is, will make it happen. That is what makes it happen. But I'm the one who decides. And so do we give up? Do we give up on our goals when there is adversity, when there is challenges? And and I would say, I think it really, in some ways, tells the difference between somebody who really wants it and somebody who doesn't, to some degree. You know, I, I was thinking about, and I may be getting this incorrect, it may have been Kobe Bryant. I'm not sure, if, but or Mike, or... Michael Jordan, I don't remember which uh, basketball player it was, but he he wasn't very good in high school. He didn't, like, make a single basket. And they basically told him, you know, you suck. How many people have been told that they suck at something and then become a master at it? How many people have to overcome incredible adversity. So he, so this basketball player, he was, he was not very good and he wasn't scoring baskets. And it was like, you know, you really should, should, um, you should just hang it up. But he didn't, he practiced and he practiced and he practiced and he practiced and he just kept practicing and he would not give up. And then we have arguably one of the best 
basketball players, you know, whoever lived. One of the, the best. I think about um, Meryl Streep. And, you know, you never know if, you know, these things that come out or if they're actually true, you know, because people like to use people's <laughs> sayings, you know, but, you know, she she was told that she wasn't pretty enough. You're not pretty enough to be an actress. You know, all, all the things that great people are told I think like all the musicians I think about because I was a violinist when I was really young I played the violin and I like to say that I was not competitive I I wasn't really that competitive but to be honest I don't know that I loved playing the violin enough to be really really great at it because people who like really love something, are absolutely compelled to do it. Why do they do it? Because they love to do it. They may not love every every single aspect of it, but they love to do it. And so this person, you know, had, had suggested had suggested, you know, that perhaps this isn't the road she should be taking down. She's she's taking this as signs. And, you know, and I also, as a generality, just in her life, she, and she is, in so many ways, me. And how many podcasts, how many YouTubes I have put out there with this idea. Why do I keep going when I get negative feedback a lot of the time? When I when I get very few subscribers, when I get you know, why do I keep going? And I really, there's an element that I really like what I'm doing. I like ideas. I like to talk about things like this. Like, we decide. We decide. I think it was like Eminem. I think I I heard, like, I may have heard actually in a, in a, or it could have been just a quote, you know, where he would get booed off stage. I mean, literally he get booed off stage. He, you know, and he just thought, you know, I, you know, and then one day he just decided, you know, it's just like, screw it. I'm going for it. I'm just going for it. I'm just going to do this thing. I like to rap, so I'm just going to rap. The rapper's got to rap. (laughs) 
And I, I, I find, you know, and then, you know, there's this other element, this other element of, you know, of adversity, you know, and I think maybe normalizing it as part of the process. Like, somehow, how, you know, it's going to be this way. Like, like it's going to be a process of, of learning what works, you know. So, you know, as this person is getting with me about law school, I was sitting with a friend and I, and I said to him, I said, you know, what do I say? I, you know, and he said, well, maybe try another way. And it's so true. It's like, okay, so I'm trying this way and it's not working. Okay. So what other way can we try? You know, maybe, um, doing study groups for the LSAT, maybe, you know, um, to raise the LSAT score, maybe um, taking a different idea on the essay, you know, instead of coming from, you know, some kind of a, a, a vantage point of, of, I'm not sure how to word this, like of like being underneath somehow and needing a break coming from the top and saying, you know what, I, I'm the best thing you've ever seen, you know, cause it sure seems like it's not working the humility part. Okay. So let's just put it out there. You're not going to find anyone like me. So look at my resume, <laughs> look at what I've done. So I'm the one you want. Cuz there 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 are those people and and we all kind of know them who appear to get whatever they want whenever they want it. And I think part of that is 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 that mindset that they have the this mindset that they, it's like a winning mindset. How do I word this? They cannot consider that anything else would be a possibility except for the fact that they will have what it is that they are desiring. And I, I notice this a lot with people who are rich. You know, because, okay, so there was me who had gone to college and, you know, was working through, um, uh, in social services, you know, it, by all accounts, you know, I, I do the honest thing. I, you know, I tell the truth all the time, <laughs> you know, like kind of the straight and narrow American way kind of path. And then I would see somebody else who, um, didn't complete college and bought their own business and that person is making mm, five times as much as I am a year. Why is that person's 
time worth five times more than my time. And who gets to say that? We think it's somebody outside of ourselves. We think it's somebody out there who's telling us. And I guess that's because we've been told that it is. But just because we've been told something does not make it true. And that person who is is making five times as much didn't did not have the same mindset as I do. Did not have the same mindset. Like there were there were no limits. There were no glass ceilings that they're always talking about for that person. They just would not consider you know, and that's not to say that, of course, there wasn't a lot of hard work on their part. There was hard work on my part as well. Because it is not easy to be poor. It's not easy at all. It is a very hard road and it is not fun. And I'm not as poor as some people. Some people are a lot more poor than I am, you know. And then, you know, people say, oh, you should be grateful. You should just be grateful to have a job. This should, this should be grateful statements, you know, that I, okay. So, so somebody doesn't have to pay me what I'm actually worth because I should be just grateful that I have a job. Um, it, this is just something that I started to, to notice about, um, employers. <laughs> anyway, so I, I think there is this other, this other part of it. And then that person actually would not even think about I mean, it sort of seems like in some ways that they never fail, even though they don't put in nearly as much work or that it seems like they put in as much work. And actually, I, I can honestly say they don't. They don't always put it in as much work. You know, they're the kind of, you know, person who, you know, they go out and party the night before and then they just don't go to work the next day. Oh, you know, I'm sick. <laughs> But they sure as heck are enjoying their life a lot more than, than you know, we are. <laughs> the people who are on the straight and narrow. But I just know at this point, this is what I do know. I do know that when I was young, I wish that I had not listened to people. I wish that I wouldn't have listened to them and I would have done what I wanted to do. And I don't have very many regrets in my life, but that is one of them. That I, I wish that I would have gone after that which I really, really desi desired to do. I really wanted to be a pilot when I was young. I used to 
drive to Luke Air Force Base. I, I lived in Phoenix, and I would drive to Luke Air Force Base to watch the jets fly. And then I started to back it up with action, and I was in Air Force ROTC, and I was actually very, very good in ROTC. I, I, I remember I gave a, a speech, um, and I had a, I was actually a pretty good presenter, and I presented a speech on, um, it wasn't the Blue Angels, I can't remember what, it, it was the Air Force version of the Blue Angels, which I think is Navy, I can't think of the name of them right now, and, and, and I had this, this board, and it had all of these <laughs> planes on it, <laughs> I'm just remembering this. I used to, um, and on top of that, um, the, the Air Force ROTC that I was in was at ASU. So I had to take all of these buses because my parents, like, I always took the bus to everything, it seemed like, um, I remember my dad dropping me off at the bus stop in in downtown Phoenix to go to ASU to go to ROTC. And and so this was no small thing. And I remember coming back and <laughs> and having um being there was a it was like a bus exchange at like 24th Street and Van Buren, which is like a really dangerous area of town. And I was very young. I, I don't know how my, and I was just protected. I don't know how. I'm so grateful that nothing ever happened to me. But, and so I would take the bus home after my ROTC. But then I was told, I was told by somebody significant to me that I would never get through pilot training. You will ne never get through it. I mean, these were the exact words. You will never get, you will never be able to handle G-forces is what I was told. And so I did indeed, I gave up on my dream. If I have any regret, it would be that. As a young person, with with a desire for something to do something that to listen to somebody to tell me not to do that was and so in this particular case this person is just listening to themselves and it will be her choice. She can make her choice to either abandon this and do something else or go down this path of her dreams. But I really believe that if it is something inside of us that is the strong enough desire that we decide. We decide if that dream is a strong enough dream or desire 
And we decide when we're not going to go down that road anymore. We get to decide. I mean, along with make up your own damn mind, I got this idea that I was trusted, that God trusted me to make, to live this life. Like, trusted me. Okay, so this is your desire. So how do we make it happen? How do we make this happen? Anyway, I just think that it is a, it is a distinct difference in, in perspective to, to have the understanding that we are not just victims of this life and having to put up with our lot here. You know, oh, well, I really wanted this thing, but I'm never going to have it, so okay. Or I really want this thing. How, how to go about doing it. And just doing it. <laughs> and that's how we have champions. That people who excel doing something that they love to do. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast. Thank you for listening. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.